are back for another episode of Rewind and Reconsider. I am your long-absent co-host, Harrison Fagan, joined, as always, by my fellow Rewind and Reconsider, the podcast you are listening to right now, host, Mia Graviador. And, you know, we've been gone for a while. I'm not going to make any more excuses. I feel like we do this every time we podcast. Um, just this is, this is not going to be a consistent podcast. That's just the way it is. So, you know, you get it as a nice little surprise treat when it comes in your, uh, in your podcast, in your podcast app of choice. But today we thought it was really important to come back because, you know, around this time of year, you're always sort of trying to bring the, there's so many things distracting us and you always want to bring the focus back on the reason for the season. And of course, I'm talking about Hayden Christensen. So we are going to be having our special event, Christensen Miss, where we go back through some of Hayden Christensen's more notable filmography and sort of see how it holds up. Uh, Basically because we thought it would be a fun pun and an excuse to watch some movies that some of us have seen before and some of us have not and get back to sort of the original conceit of the podcast. But Mia, I have talked long enough. How are you, and what Hayden Christensen masterpiece are you bringing us today to kick off? First of all, Mary Christensen, miss. And Mary Christensen, miss. Yes. That's a hand. Rolls, a... rolls right off the tongue. Uh, <laughs> what what movie did you bring us? Uh, so this movie was released 2001, so one year before he made his debut in Star Wars and Attack of the Clones. Um, it's called Life as a House, and it's about a family. I watched this uh, in one of my film class. I don't even know why this was in one of my film classes. This movie, well, you'll see. It's just, I don't know what what we were watching it for, but it has Hayden Christensen in it. and he is, is he like the star or is this just sort of his first notable role? I think he's like a co-star. Okay. But he's so like he's this guy's, leads. he's like this guy's he... son. Okay. So yeah. more of a supporting character. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. It is. Do you remember? Is he good? Uh, did George Did George Lucas watch this movie and be like, "That right there, that's my Anakin." He's like a. Emo, I could see that guy killing kids. He's an emo goth kid. Okay, so there you go. Yeah, he probably, he yeah, maybe yeah. he did see it. He was like, "Okay, that's my Anakin." All right. Well. Um. Yeah. So I just remember it being. I think it was shot in Palos Verde, so not far from us, actually. Do you Do you want to tell me and our audience what this movie is about? Should I go in blind? Should we go in blind? I have based on the title. You know, I'm assuming it is not about his life as an actual house, but there is some sort of allegory here. But uh, yeah. So it's about a man, Kevin Klein. Um. He is we're trying this to. Is, this is her reading directly off the Wikipedia, no, just no, to no, bring no. you the hottest information. <laughs> he is repairing his relationship with his ex-wife and his teenage son after he was diagnosed with cancer. Also, he's building a house, so I mean, goes is hand in hand. Gonna, is this movie going to make us really sad? Is this like another one where you're bringing it in and you're just going to bring the whole mood of the podcast and everyone listening to it down? I honestly don't remember. All <laughs> I remember is seeing Hayden Christensen in, in black hair, and he had a ton of face piercings. That's all I remembered, really. I think I had to write an essay about this, but I really don't remember much. Uh, obviously, it was not a very good essay. But, yeah, uh, it wasn't yeah. a very good movie. <laughs> okay, well, that answers this question. If you, if you think it's going to hold up, I guess not. I guess we're just watching it. Well, maybe it gonna... will. Maybe I'll remember like, oh, yeah, the Hayden Christensen was really good in this, which is something I have never said in any of his movies. Really? 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's a good actor. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to disagree a lot on this series of the podcast then because I actually, I have enjoyed him in, in multiple films. He has not been in a successful film since Star Wars. That's, nope. Demonstrably not true. Oh yeah? Really? Yeah. Like what? I feel like Jumper was successful. Oh, did he get a sequel? Well, no, but exactly because it, it wasn't that good. Oh well, fair enough. Maybe it didn't do that well, but uh, you know, we got we got some of it. The, that is one of you know several films that you can expect us to watch for this series. But you know, with with all that out of the way, I think we can make our long awaited return and get back to it and just say, all right, let's go watch the movie. Yep, Merry Christianmas. Yeah, Merry Christensen Miss to all of you, and we will Merry be Merry Christensen Miss. It will be a long time for us, but it won't be a long time for your eardrums. We will be right back. Okay, and we're back. And before we get into everything, Harrison is going to do the 60-second summary in which he is going to sum up this movie in 60 seconds. Now, Harrison, it's been a long time. Are you okay to do this? Yeah, no, I'm pre- I, I don't know that I've ever been more prepared for any summary that we have done on this podcast. Oh, all right. We'll I'm see. locked in. Okay, already. Go. Okay, so the movie starts out with a guy. He's like an architect model builder, and he like gets fired from his job because he won't learn how to build models on the computer, and that's way faster. And so he goes around smashing up his office, but he works up such a sweat that he collapses, finds out he has four months to live from cancer, and he's like, okay, I want to build my dream house and knock down my new house. And so I'm going to go get my teen son, who my wife doesn't like because he's moody, and my ex-wife doesn't like because he's moody, and I'm going to bring him involuntarily to my beach house to live in my garage with me and not tell anyone that I have terminal cancer. So they sort of go through this process. They start to learn a little bit more about each other, show each other that they care. Uh, and then eventually the dad die. The mom starts coming over and she falls back in love with her ex-husband who's also dying of cancer. And she also doesn't know. Uh, and then at the end of the movie, he tells them and then he pretty quickly afterward just collapses and dies. Oh, and the house gets built. Oh, and that, yes, the house gets built at the end. All right. 56 seconds. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm really underselling sort of how wild the plot yeah. of this movie is. This is like, this is like, it's like a house, you know? It's just the bones of the structure of the movie. Yeah. Like we have to get in the middle. No, you have to, it's, it's like, a, it's like a house. To understand it and appreciate it, you have to force your son to build it with you against his will. Yeah. And not tell him that you have four months to live. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So this movie, um, wow. Um. It's a lot going on here. Lots going on here. I was not expecting that. I I do remember watching this movie. I don't remember it being this wild. Maybe I just like, maybe because I was watching it for a class, I just kind of tuned out. But I'm pretty sure I watched this in an auditorium with other people in it. Yeah, this movie features, I guess we, we'll say, uh, multiple adults sleeping with teenagers. Yes. Uh, m- multiple people with drug problems. Mm-hmm. Uh what else? Um, affairs. Mm-hmm. People sleeping with the same people that their kids are sleeping with. Drugs. Yeah. Prostitution. Yeah. There's we- a lot going on here. Yeah. So. How- well, but before we, so we're going to, how we decided that we're going to do this podcast is the two of us are going to draft the wildest moments from this movie to sort of give you all a sense of where it went. But before we get to that, Mia, I mean, this is Christensen Miss. It's the first, you know movie of Christensen miss mm-hmm. that we're watching. Yeah. What what did you think of his performance in this movie? I mean, if he was going for a whiny, annoying white boy who thinks he has 
you know, hard life, then yeah, he definitely nailed it. Mia, I think that's exactly, that's literally what the character, <laughs> you just described the character. You're like, yeah, if he was going for this thing that is exactly the dialogue on the page. Yeah, but like, it's more, <laughs> it's more over the top. It's not like subtle at all. It's like really annoying. Like you really fucking hate this character. Yeah, but you're supposed to. I know. And it's Hayden Christensen and he has such a beautiful face and it's like, ugh. You're so annoying, but you're so beautiful. And he also wears makeup in the beginning, too, and then he takes it off, which is such a shame because... He also, he goes on sand multiple times in this movie, despite, you know, his his claims of hating it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's coarse and it gets everywhere. Yeah. But Hayden perseveres. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. But what did you think of his performance? I, I honestly, I could see why he got praise at the time and why, like, people... I'm sorry, who praised him? No, there, there. I remember reading about this when he was cast as uh, as a new older Anakin Skywalker in Episode Two. They're oh, like, yeah, I he thought got you a meant... lot of acclaim for his like performance, and they're like he in this art house film. <laughs> this is an art house film. I mean, I think it is. I mean, I guess it had some cool transitions. I don't know. It, whatever, independent film, artsy film. It's it's definitely it's not a blockbuster. Like this movie, no, nobody. This movie was not made on a budget where it expected to gross like sixty million dollars. No, this is definitely like an airplane movie. Like, you, it's a movie that you watch on the airplane. I don't even... I, I would not watch this on an airplane. I I have no idea. This Maybe. seems like a... No, this is a terrible movie to watch on an airplane. <laughs> Everybody's going to look over and be like, like wait a second. What, what is going on? Watch it. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, I, I thought he was good, and I, I, I thought that he really sort of, you know... It, it's funny. He gets a lot of complaints for playing Anakin as, like, pretty whiny, or the prequels get a lot of complaints about Anakin being fairly whiny, especially in... Well, really, I guess in both the movies that Hayden Christensen's in. But if that's what George Lucas was going for, he was, like, it. sort of whiny, you know, whiny Jedi, like, you could see why he looked at this movie, and he's like, oh, yeah, this guy, That's like, my Anakin. Yeah. Yeah, as he watched him jack off while, while, okay, well, uh, while strangling himself and huffing paint yeah. at the same time. Yes, yeah, so that was an actual the, thing that happened in this these movie. Are, these are things that the teens do. I, you know, we got you got to watch them. <laughs> you got to watch out for them. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, they start doing equally horrible things, like, you know, Wearing makeup, getting mm -hmm. piercings, mm -hmm. dyeing their hair, and huffing glue while jacking off in the closet, autoerotic asphyxiation style. And that's the that's that's the first scene in the movie. So the you know scene. you're in for you know you're in for a ride. That's, yeah, that's I, our introduction to his character. His name's Sam. What did you think of the movie overall, really quickly, before we just start drafting the craziest moments? Oh, it's so dumb. Yeah, this was. It was awful. I cannot believe that this movie got made. This they like tried to make it like heartwarming, and it was not. Yeah, that's a, that's the thing. Is like I think there actually is sort of like a heartwarming center of an idea of this movie at the, the like I honestly like rebuilding your relationships with everyone. To be it's honest, like rebuilding a house. I thought all the actors did a pretty good job with the material that they had. Like I thought that all the performances were fairly strong. I just thought that the writing was held back by this absolute like gonzo commitment to we are gonna have the darkest weirdest craziest plot twist possible in this movie that i think was trying to be like sweet and it's like oh it's about how we have like imperfect relationships with our parents but it's never too late to fix it and like break the cycle yeah and, i could see that you know, but ew. 
Yeah, you like shift, you have to shift through a lot of shit. To there were like that. there were moments between of the, the the dad and the son, the dad played by Kevin Klein and Hayden Christensen playing his son, that I thought were genuinely like kind of heartwarming. It's like, oh, this captures sort of what it's like to be like the parent of a teenager, or like a, or not. I wouldn't know that side of it, but I would know the unruly teenager side mm-hmm. where it's like you're yelling back and forth, and it's like, man, I really was like that, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, He's like, oh, I hate my life. It's so hard. We only have one cleaning lady. I know. Oh. Anyways, so we're going to go through our... So how are we going to do this? Because there are a lot of wild plot points that we can go through. I, I think we should each draft our top four. And, you know, that'll that, that'll that'll get us to about eight. I think that'll be a reasonable encapsulation for our audience about this movie. And, you know, I think during that point, there are a couple moments that feature our boy Hayden Christensen. Uh, so we are going to get to talk more about his performance. But this movie was so crazy that we couldn't help but break format and just do this, you know, yeah. snake draft style. Yeah. So Mia, I, I, since I sprung this on you, uh, you know, uh, for context, about 30 minutes before we were recording and told you, pick your eight craziest moments and then you're going to draft four. I'm going to graciously let you have the first selection and pick your craziest moment in this movie. Should I go from four to one or one to four? No, you're, you're, you're taking whatever you thought was the craziest okay. at the top. Uh, and then descending order. So I think the the one, the first, the craziest whole thing was this whole prostitution uh, storyline. <laughs> was so Explain unnecessary. So Hayden Christensen has a pimp, I guess. I don't even know how they get into like doing this. I yeah, think. that's right. He has a he has a pimp who is a high school classmate. Yes, played by Ian Summerhalder. The guy from uh, Vampire Diaries. This was actually his uh, theatrical debut. Yeah, Josh, Josh the bike pimp. We will call him uh, for from now on, which will make so sense as we get through this. He calls Sam and he's like, "Hey, I have a job for you." And it's like he's like, "Okay." So they go and drive to a undisclosed um, location, and he's like, "All right, it's like two hours for three hundred dollars, and you don't even have to look at the guy." And it's just <laughs> like, "What? <laughs> Where did this come from?" Yeah. <laughs> Well, they hint at it in the begin in the opening scene when he arrives at school. It's hinted that he has some kind of weird history with this with Josh the bike pimp. Yeah. Um. And this scene culminates in them being part of a police sting where Josh the bike pimp is driving a car at the time and yeah. throws yeah, his yeah. throws his drugs out the window and calls Hayden Christensen's character to run. So uh, he's running from the car. So he's running from. Away but you from don't the cops. you don't know who is in the car. Yeah, you don't know who is in the car. That will come into play later. Uh, Hayden Christensen is running from the cops with his pants falling off he makes it down approximately one set of stairs and then i guess they gave up the chase because yeah. he just sits down there and starts crying near the beach which and he just got away they're like well i mean he went too far i don't know we're not gonna catch him like i get like you know respect to that cop they knew who the real uh, who uh, who the real criminal was there and it so. was it was the guys in the cars not not Hayden Christensen, just trying to do some honest sex So work. So that's like seen as like kind of in the middle of the movie. And then the, and towards the end, like uh, Hayden Christensen's dad. The reason we are calling him Josh the Bike Pimp is because his mom takes... Again, this is a teenager. His mom <laughs> takes away his car as as punishment for getting arrested. And he has to ride a bike uh, down to this like cul-de-sac at the end of the beach yeah. to see Hayden Christensen's next door teenage neighbor and her mom yeah. uh, the rest yeah. of the movie. We'll get back to them later. But um, towards the end of the movie, the neighbor of uh george who is the guy that's dying of cancer um calls like i don't know like 
force or like code enforcement people on him or something like that. Yeah, his neighbor calls code enforcement people on him because he hates George because George always lets his dog out to go shit on his lawn yeah. or other hijinks. Yeah, so he calls Which like Okay. I mean, fair. If somebody's fair. doing that to you, I don't, Fuck I don't them. know. I wouldn't have a whole so, lot of sympathy for their, like... This guy comes up in a work. car, and he's like, hey, I'm with, like, the city or something like that, and your your house is six feet tall. It's only supposed to be five feet or something. You need to, like, yeah. dismantle everything. And it turns out that guy is the guy, the guy in the car. The code enforcement people. Is the guy in the car that Hayden Christensen was going to do, you know, some schmecks work with, uh, with, you know... And, and that so, was, and again, this is this is the climactic victory of the movie, is that they get to keep building the house, and it doesn't get shut down because by Hayden the Homeowners Christensen, Association, because Hayden Christensen basically blackmails this guy. Because he's a prostitute. Yes. I don't... And it's, like, like, and it's like, oh, you know, it's uh, like, he's like, hey, it's just six inches. Like, what are, you, uh, what are we talking about here? Oh, my God, that killed me. It's just like, whoever the writer was, they were like... Oh yeah, kids get into prostitution all the time. You know, that's a teen thing. You know, yeah. that's a thing. I, I never did. I don't know. You never did. I've never heard anyone who's gone into you know prostitution. It could be out there. I don't know, but that's not. Yeah, I don't know. That was a wild turn. Um, yeah, I, I every beat of that plot line I did not expect. I did not expect that to come back into play and be the reason they were able to keep the house at the end was because Hayden Christensen had gotten away from the police with his pants down and had thus had this blackmail over this guy <laughs> that he had hired a teenage prostitute from a teenage pimp. Yeah, um, which I, they don't explain how he gets a hold of his number. I don't know. Yeah. It's just like not talked about anymore. Uh, what's your number one? So mine is uh, mine. Mine happens shortly after this moment because this is not the most shocking plot twist of the movie to me. The most shocking plot twist is the ending when after after George, the Kevin Klein's character, dies of cancer, his son Caden Christensen is like, "Hey, I'm just we're not even gonna eat it. He's just Hayden Christensen. Yeah, That's he's fine. just gonna be. Yeah, he uh he is like his mom and him are walking down the street and she's like, "No, you can keep the house. You can rent it out. You don't have to do this." And he's like, "No. He's like, it may not put him what dad put in the will." but it's what he would have wanted. And he gives the house to a girl in a wheelchair who was injured by his grandfather, who he never knew because his grandfather, it's explained in the movie, George's dad, the cancer guy, died. His, his dad was not only abusive, but he also drove drunk and killed both himself and George's mom in and. a car and another woman and uh, paralyzed their daughter, leaving, uh, you know, for the rest of their lives. And so he's like, you know what? Like, I'm going to, at the end of the movie, this person, this character that we have never met before has only been referenced once as like, a scene to like get into the pain that George is feeling about his own relationship with his dad. They're like, no, we're just giving her the house. Yeah. Oh, you don't see her full face either. She's no, you don't even see. Yeah. She's in a trailer park in a wheelchair. Yeah. That was, yeah. Harrison was on the floor basically after that. He was just like, I'm done. This movie has killed me. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think there is a scene where George is like, I, Hey, I need to like do this one more thing. And he talks to his cop friend. He's like, I need you to find someone. Oh, that's what that was. Okay, I thought, he was, about that? I thought he was. I thought he was going to have his cop friend kill the homeowners association guy. So, no, no. Yeah, yeah, that's what he was looking for. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I guess they set that up a little more. I just did not expect that to be how the movie ended. That they're like, we're just giving it to this character that has not been on screen the entire time. <laughs> and that's it. It's like yeah. an overhead shot. Yeah. Don't see her face. Yeah, that was wild. Okay, so my number two is definitely when the teenage neighbor girl her name's Alyssa. she's played by jenna malone 
um, Alyssa goes over to the little like garage that they're living in, right? Yeah. And his dad is just like drugged out on morphine because he's in so much pain and he's just like, I want to take some pills and like, you know, do my thing. She comes over, lays in his bed and then was like, can I do something? And he's like, I'm drugged. I don't know what's going on. And she kisses him on the lips and she's like, hmm, doesn't, it doesn't feel like when I kissed your son. I was who screaming. she has also been uh, platonic or she. No, that's my, that's my, no. Okay. But yeah, that was, and it was played off for laughs. And then they just never talk about it again. And he's all like laughing. He's like, oh, oh yeah, I still got it. And something like that. And that was just so, it was just so out of left field. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, my number two that I, I in my draft was just going to be her whole character. Um, <laughs> so like she, so we can get into this more now. She is she is the teenage next door neighbor of George. Uh, the first scene that we see her, she is watching him pee off the side of the roof into uh, or off the side of the cliff that he lives on uh, into the water as her mom looks on in horror and yells at him. And uh, then it turns out that like her mom used to date George and she had always hoped that her mom would marry him. Yeah. And so now she just watches him pee off the off his deck every single morning uh into the uh, pacific ocean uh she later you know in the movie when hayden christensen's character comes to live with george you know and he's like i'm just i'm trying to get out of here i'm trying to go up to tahoe with my friends she's like i think you should stay just like kind of hungrily eyeing him and then later on in the movie she's like oh does your dad not have a shower you can come over and shower at my place and as hayden christensen is showering at her place she just starts getting into the shower with him and then she's like oh we're just friends these are she basically implies that these are platonic showers between teenage friends and is floored when he says that he wants to kiss her yeah and, and she's, she's like, like no yeah and she has a boyfriend yeah sort of i guess yeah jo- uh, 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 josh the bike josh guy. the bike pimp is, is also <laughs> her boyfriend yeah. uh and then she also you know so in addition to you know making out with george's son hayden christensen she also makes out with george uh, and then catches her mom sleeping with her boyfriend, Josh the Bike Pimp, later on in the movie. Just, like, a character that was clearly designed to be, like, like clearly written by a man to be, like, teen temptress, basically. Yeah, yeah. That she just, like, what, the only thing she's doing the whole movie is just trying to sleep with anyone and everyone. And they play it off like it's, a, like, a whimsical thing. Yeah. This is like, not oh, this a whimsical is, thing. They're like, oh, this is quirky behavior from the 16-year-old. Uh, yeah, uh, fun fact, uh... The Jenna Malone character was actually, they had Lindsay Lohan in mind. They wanted her to play that character. But they liked Jenna Malone because they wanted to age her up a little bit. And Lindsay Lohan was a little too much, I think, too younger for that role. Too young? Yeah. When did this movie come out? 2001. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. Okay, yeah. I'm For some reason, I'm thinking of, like, Mean Girls era Lindsay Lohan. Like, I'm like, oh, that would have been a weirder movie. Yeah, I'm thinking more, like, Freaky Friday Lindsay yeah. Lohan. Okay. Um, but yeah, her character was wild. Wasn't she like, she was a big deal at the time. They thought they could get her. Yeah. Uh, that but, does not seem realistic, but I guess, hey, shoot for the moon. Yeah. Okay. So my third one is definitely the nurse handjob-ish <laughs> kind of thing, which was really weird. So George is in the hospital. This is the when first he, time. Yeah. The, he finds out that he has cancer. And what is this cancer? It's just cancer. It's the uncurable cancer. They, they don't They don't explain. They just no. say that he has four months to live with cancer. It, cancer. It, it is given the same level of research and importance and detail as uh, the cancer diagnosis in the film The Room. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
It was basically like, yep, the doctor's checked. It's definitely cancer. Yep, it's cancer. Anyways, that was about it. I'm not questioning anything. Uh, so the nurse is talking to him, and she's just like, oh, you know, they're just having a conversation. Bedside manner, you know? And she somehow touches him. I don't know how. She, like, touches his, like, hand, and he's like, I haven't been touched in years. Yeah. And she's like, wait, not from your mom? Like, not from your own she's kid? Like, Everyone gets touched. And he's like, no, I haven't gotten touched in a while. And what does she do? She turns around and closes the curtain so they have privacy. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and, like, she starts caressing his face. Yes. And it's just, like, quote-unquote tender moment. There's, like, music swelling up. And they're just, like, looking at each other. And, like, it looks like they're about to kiss or she's about to do something to him. And then she's like, I can't. And she just, like, gets up and walks. What in the fucking Grey's Anatomy is this? Yeah, that was I. Uh, that was when I knew this movie was gonna be. Well, no, actually, I no, think the you opening did not. scene. I knew this movie was gonna be in for some crazy stuff. But uh, yeah, that was just. And then that nurse comes back at the end. That is the nurse that walks in when you find out that George, Kevin Klein's cancer character, has died. She comes in and sees the ex-wife, and you just see the ex-wife sitting over the bed. Yeah, uh, but then they, they start to zoom out, and, and then the bed's empty. The bed's empty. So she's she dead. she was coming back there to finish the job. She's like, ooh, more touching. Oh, yeah. Just kidding. She's like, ah, oh, I risked my career for this. Yeah. Like, what nurse? I guess nurses have to touch you at some point, but, like, the way she was doing it, I mean, is that a HIPAA violation? Uh, is it a violation of patient privacy? No, I don't think so. Yeah, she's I... getting into his private places. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, I hadn't considered it that way, but you might be right. Um, all right, my number, what are we on? Number three? Mm -hmm. Okay, so I guess my number three is the mom sleeping with Jake the bike, the neighbor mom sleeping with Jake the bike pimp. Oh, yeah. And then the, the way that they find out. Josh that... the bike pimp. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Josh the bike pimp. <laughs> The way they find out that they're sleeping together is Josh is somehow is working on this house. Everyone's just working on this house. Well, ho hold on. Hold on. Okay. So this happens because Jenna Malone's character starts to become friends and starts to sort of like friends with benefits, boyfriend, girlfriend. I don't really know. They have some they're sort not of into connection. Labels, you know? Yeah. With Hayden Christensen's character. And so he takes her to go take his younger half-brothers, uh, his mom's new two children from her new marriage, not with his dad. Uh, he They all go and go to go see a movie and go to the arcade and whatever. They get money to go do it. And uh, this is when... Two things happen. George and his ex-wife start, you know, sort of starting to fool around and hint that they still have feelings for each other. While the B-plot of this, uh, that they're going back and forth between these two things, is that Josh the bike pimp pulls up and he's like, he's like, hey, is Alyssa, Alyssa home? And she's like, no, but you can wait inside. It's like, wait, hold on. Like, what? Why? Yeah, she's like, well, it's going to be a while. Are you, gonna, you, you sure you want to wait? And he's like, yeah, yeah. And then it just... It, okay. And so he goes... He's like... He's like... how? She's like, do you want anything to drink? He's like, I'd like a beer. She, she just like laughs. She's, she's like, like oh, oh, a beer. beer. And then the next cut is them in bed together <laughs> having vigorous sex. Which then gets interrupted because Alyssa comes home and they frantically say, and the alarm, the mom set like the intruder alarm yeah. so that if anyone tried so to come in. she knew it was wrong. Yeah. She knew it was wrong. So that if anyone tried to come in, she would get like, you know, the blaring smart home warning. And then we, they try to play this off as 
they have, uh, like, the reason they're sweaty and their hair is all messed up is that they're trying to vigorously unclog the toilet <laughs> in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, and they're all out of breath, too. Oh, but the then the Alyssa finds out, everyone finds out that Josh the Bike Pimp is sleeping with this mom because his phone, when he finally gets talked into working on the house with all these, you know, neighbor characters and family and whatever, uh, this whole extended life as a house family, is he's working on the roof and then his phone gets a call and George picks up the phone and is just like, hey, and she and the mom that he used to date, again, that is that is whose daughter just kissed him and who's now dating his son, the mom, uh, the neighbor mom, played by... Uh, Mary Steenburgen. Mary Steenburgen. She's actually the mom from Step Brothers. Yeah. And... She calls and she's like, you're driving me crazy. What am I doing? Waiting for, I'm waiting for you in this bed up here. And George is like, who is this? And she's like, George. And so, and then the kid, Josh, the bike pimp is so like freaked out by all this that he falls off the roof, (laughs) breaks multiple ribs and his hand and has to be carted (laughs) off in an ambulance. And that's the end of that plot. Which is how Alyssa finds out that her mom is sleeping with her boyfriend slash her boyfriend's pimp yeah and so then when hayden christian's character finds out his dad has again these are all 16 year olds well allegedly we don't know maybe he got held back we don't know we don't know (laughs) um uh when sam or hayden christensen finds out his dad has cancer he's like super pissed so he's like i don't even want to be around you so he goes over to um jenna malone's house and so they're sleeping in the same bed i guess i don't i don't pity or something like that and so i mean she's she's comforting him they're not they're not actually doing anything no yeah he's going through a hard time yeah and so Alyssa's about Alyssa's like up on this top of the stairs and she's like, Mom, I'm going to go to bed. And she's like, well, I would feel more comfortable if Sam would sleep downstairs. And she's like, yeah, well, you should have thought of that before you slept with my boyfriend. <laughs> and then that was And it's it. like, you know what? Fair, Fair enough. enough. <laughs> like, <laughs> because I was like, when they showed him like in bed together, and I was like, whose mom is letting them do this? Like, what the hell? And then that happened. And I was like, okay, that's why she's like letting this happen. Like, yeah, no, that's crazy. Also, um, she was letting this kid shower with her daughter all summer. Yeah. I don't think she knew about that, though. I think she, How like, would she not know? How maybe many she shower- has a job. She's never... She never has a job. She's in a robe every scene. I don't know. Maybe she just doesn't know. She was in a robe She's- the entire movie. <laughs> um, she also has a nude scene, too. Um fun fact i don't know but the fun fact is is that if any of you are considering watching this movie because you're like i wonder no no no. for that nude scene they actually because they saw that she was like very good look like very in fit for i think she was like 48 at the time and the director's like how do you feel about a nude scene and she's like yeah okay let's do it and i guess she was married to ted danson at the time and he was like super supportive of it oh so there you go that was on imbd why was that (laughs) But the way that, like, they said it is so funny because, like, I don't know. This movie has some fun facts, I guess. Yeah, yeah I, guess I don't so. Um, so, yeah. Good for her. Good for Mary. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, is it my turn? Yeah, I think it's your number four. My number four is <laughs> this dream that the mom had. Not the, not, uh, the one that's sleeping with uh, Josh the Bike Pimp. It's the actual mom of Hayden Christensen. She's talking yes. about a dream about where she... No, it was her son. Hayden Christensen had this dream where if his mom licked his ear... No, 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 no. George asked her about... he Like, he had a weird dream where, like, her tongue could cure things. And she's like, no, that's real. I use that to heal our son's ear infection. No, she said that, some, that his son had a dream about that. 
I don't think it, she actually did that. No, my understanding from that scene was that she had magical licking powers. Okay, fine, we'll go with that. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, this whole ear lick. Like, first of all, fucking gross. Take your kid to get antibiotics. Do not lick his ear. Yeah, she's like, no, I just licked around the, the corners of his ear and his ear infection went away. It was a really bad ear infection. Pretty sure it was a dream, but okay. Yeah, that was just my fourth crazy. It was just like a throwaway thing. Yeah, that was going to end up being my honorable mention because I think that we we have to get into the the, the opening scene of the movie, yes. which is I will take as my number four, which is when you know that you're going to be in for a ride on this movie. And this is not going to be the sort of Hayden Christensen character that you are used to seeing him play. You know, Anakin Skywalker, assorted other lead characters in other movies. Yeah. Say Anakin. yeah, that's that's not, yeah. Basically, Anakin. This is this is this is not an Anakin that you have seen before because the introing scene, as we sort of have hinted at and talked about a little bit, is him. I think he's huffing some sort of paint fume or glue. Oh uh, no, no, he spray paints like a like a, a cloth with like yeah. Paint. Okay, so he's and huffing he puts paint. it he puts it in a plastic bag. I guess yeah. you know. No, that's, that's how it. you huff. Yeah. Okay, I don't know, but yeah. So he starts doing that, but then he goes into his closet. Tie, it takes a tie, ties it around his neck, ties it around the, the, um, like the coat rack, their closet rack thing. What do you call that top part? The part that you put the coat hangers on? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Ties it around that and then, uh, proceeds to, you know, start killing the younglings. Uh, yeah. Uh, he, was he was executing order 60 dick. <laughs> he was spanking the monkey, pulling the, jerking the chicken. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, that's how you meet him. And so Yeah, you meet him and uh, well, and then his mom comes up and you sort of see the relationship between these two characters because she hears a crash from upstairs and it's that his, you know, clothing rack thing broke, it could not support his weight yeah. while he was um doing I can't think of another Star Wars pun. Pleasuring himself. He was he was hitting the lightsaber emitter. Yeah. Um <laughs> And, uh, like, and her two young sons walk in. They're like, why is he on the floor? And she's like, let's just go to school. Yeah, she's just like, she just closes she just the door. She rolls her eyes and closes the door. She's like, I'm door. so fucking done with this. Uh, yeah, that was, yeah, I don't know. Who, what research was done for this movie? Does this man, does the writer or the director have a kid that did this? I just don't understand where this comes from. It just from. feels like. This feels like one of those, like cautionary tales where it's like hey yeah they're trying to that warn one you. time you hit a, a blunt then uh that person went to meth right after it's just yeah. like so outrageous it, it, it is a very early 2001 movie and it's like reaction to like it's like oh like yeah your kid has drug problems well guess what this kid steals cancer pills from his dad and uh also prostitutes himself with your neighbors and he also has a, a chin piercing yes and three piercings on These are all ears. treated as equally bad things by the yeah. movie. Oh, yeah, uh, he dies. His whole character development is that he slowly, like, he takes piercing by piercing out, you know, scene by scene. Uh, he gets and a little you bit more tan, look, too. Yeah, he gets a little bit more tan, and then eventually he stops dyeing his hair. And that's his whole uh, character development. Yeah, like, the most surprising thing to people were, like, oh, he dyes his hair blue. And it's, yeah. like, a streak of blue. Like, calm the yeah. fuck down. Like, that's, like, the least of your worries here. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and he wears makeup and his like stepdad's all like, what are you wearing makeup? And then like, you're not going to be wearing any makeup in my house this summer. Yeah. Wow. Uh, we didn't know that Kevin Klein was uh, not, uh, you know, open-minded about things, but you know, it's whatever. Um, yeah. So this movie, wow. What a, what a way to start this series. Huh? Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I feel like I'm just going to get disappointed at every other Kate and Christian movie. There, yeah. There's no way that any movie is going to live up how to does the one, sheer insanity of this one. How does one read this script and go like, yeah, I'll do it. This sounds great. This sounds really heartwarming. 
I don't know. What was going on in 2001? Yeah, uh, I, I just I just wanted to deliver, you know, like for those of you, if you're not going to watch the movie, um, you know, there are a couple standout Hayden Christensen lines in here where he's yelling with basically the same intonation that he's yelling at Obi-Wan right before their climactic <laughs> lightsaber duel in episode three, where he's like uh, basically, you know, yelling about like, uh, you're either with me or you're against me. Yeah. But instead... He's saying, you don't own cable and you're not hooked up to the internet because you don't even own a computer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if I had a gun, I swear to God, I'd kill you. Yeah, it's just all him yelling, basically. Yeah, it's basically every every upset line that he delivers is basically him on Mustafar. Oh, oh, Or that point where, like, that time where he was like, I have to poop. And his dad's like, the toilet's right there. And he's like, there's no, like, doors. I, my poop smells horrible. And he's he's just like, like, I can't poop with you in here. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, man. Um, fun fact about the house. Which, you know, I mean, to be honest, that would be pretty weird. Like, to, Yeah. You know, yeah. just so, I, I mean. But the way he was all like, my poop smells, you better get out of here. Yeah, they have like a bonding. He's like, my, my brothers say it's the stinkiest thing they've ever seen. And then his dad comes in and he's like, yeah, that was pretty bad. <laughs> I know. I was like, what the fuck? Did that, were they like, damn, we got to fill a scene. We got to fill like a couple minutes. What should we do? I don't know. Make them poop. Um... But fun fact about the house. So it was built off-site and then the everything was brought back in. Oh, so they interesting. Could kind of like go through. Oh, so they could go through it faster. They didn't actually have to build it. Build a house. But they ha they it filming. had to look like different set. Like, yeah, different know. stages of house exactly. building. Yeah. So once that house was built, the costume designer and a bunch of parents at the school in Brentwood, uh, I think petition for it to be moved to the elementary school and is now used as a library oh okay i was kind of curious about what happened to this house i'm like this is clearly like built on a real location where pe actual people live yeah because it was in palace no way you could just like like they couldn't have made a set that looked like this no no um, so yeah and they also had to film basically because they're tearing down the house at the beginning yeah. and so it's kind of hard to like shoot that out of order yeah so they basically had to do everything in order so yeah, I mean, given the way... Yeah, that sort of makes sense. Yeah. Would have been a hard movie to reshoot, probably, too. Yeah. But I'm glad the house... Had to get them all on the first take. Yeah. I'm glad the house uh, is up to good use, and maybe we might have to go and... Yeah, we should go. We got to make a pilgrimage to this. I know. I, I want to I wanna go see the, the I, Life is might, a House library. I don't know. It might be, like, on an elementary school. I'm like, what am I going to do? We're going to go... Do you have kids that go here? No, we just want to see the house from yeah. uh, Life is a House. Mia, we're do you really think we're the first people? <laughs> yes! They probably don't even know the house. No, the, 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 there's a, the life is a house army. We roll deep, <laughs> you know? Um. So anyways, wrap There were up. multiple times that I thought the dad was just going to die and this movie was going to be like an allegory about like how he like left the house and his relationships unfinished. What, and, what like, is that, Kevin Klein in? Like, what is he known for? I don't know. He This movie. No, I mean he's got to be known for something. I don't know. Let's let's click in here on IMDb. Uh, what what is what is Kevin Klein most famous for? Sorry, uh, I'm not familiar with Kevin Klein. Wild Wild West, a fish called Wanda. Oh God, he was in Wild Wild West. Yeah. <gasps> he's Mr. Fish Order from Bob's Burgers. He's the guy that's their landlord. Yeah. No, you... I I know who that character is. Yeah. He's he's in Beauty and the Beast as Maurice. Oh yeah, he was. Keep going. Let's see. All right. Um. He wasn't okay. Hold on. He was Tulio in the Road to El Dorado. Okay, never mind. This man's a legend. What well, done? He played Phoebus or Phobos in Hunchback of Notre Dame. That was him. Holy shit! I, I don't know. No, in Disney's animated storybook. 
the video game. And the movie down there, too. Oh. Damn. The Big Chill? Sophie's Choice? Okay, never mind. Yeah, Kevin. I was going to say, I feel like he's pretty famous. Kevin Klein, I was not familiar with your game. I apologize. <laughs> Once I saw Road to El Dorado, I was like, never mind, this man's a legend. Yeah, well. Great voice acting. Keep going, Kevin Klein. Is he dead? <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's scroll up. Is this going to be a de- Mia's depressing fact of the month? Um, um no it's no okay. yeah they don't they just have a born date they don't have a dead so. okay good he's, for you he's gotta be he's like 76 so i will not be recommending this movie to anyone unless i hate them um <laughs> and i will use that as a form of torture that's the only reason i'm going to be recommending it or uh, i'd probably like make friends watch it with me and not tell them anything yeah i was gonna say this feels like exactly the kind of movie that you would try to stream with your friends like if you're into so bad it's good movies and this you just want to be sort Please. of like what what on earth is happening here? Yeah. This might be the movie for you. Uh, or if you really like Hayden Christensen and you want to see him in emo makeup because, damn, he looks good. Um, I'm not going to lie. He looked really good with eyeliner. Men's eyeliner should come back. I'm just saying. Anyways. what? Do you- <laughs> I'll, I'll bring it back after this podcast. I'll, I'll bring it up at the men's meeting. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I know I'm a fashion icon. Yeah, I know. Um, but... Yeah, so we are going to keep going and keep this little party going. If you like what you're hearing, um, please give us a like and a follow on um, Twitter and basically Twitter. Um, you can find us at uh, uh, Rewind and Reconsider on Apple Music and Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast. And uh, yeah, see you around and Merry Christmas. Christian Misses. Yeah, Merry Christensen Miss to all Merry Christensen Miss. To all Merry Christmas. Happy Chrysler. <laughs>